Happy hiatus, Satellite Sisters and Misters. This is Liz and Leanne, and this month you'll be getting a brand new Ask Us Anything show from us. Thank you for all your questions for that. There were some surprises. Yeah. In the questions and in the answers. Yes. Uh, in the meantime, we are sharing two previous shows that provide a lot of our Satellite Sisters radio podcast and family history. That's right. If you really want to be ready for the new Ask Us Anything, you're <laughs> yeah. going to go back and listen to these two previous shows. One is a live show that we did in Brooklyn in October 2015 for the launch of our book, You're the Best, A Celebration of Friendship. This also features some of the next generation. Our brothers were in the audience, some of our husbands. We had cousins there. There's a lot of family history in that one. The other is our Ask Us Anything event in Santa Monica. Many of you were at that. Our Ask Us Anything event in Santa Monica, May 11th, 2017. Sheila and Monica were there. There's a lot about dating, work life, and Kitty, of course. <laughs> so please enjoy both of these and our new Ask Us Anything. And be sure to subscribe to Satellite Sisters so that you'll get all of our new shows as soon as they are released. We'll be back soon. Many of you are from California and here for the first time. All right. All of you, you can go get a library card after the program. <laughs> it's free and it's fantastic. <laughs> okay. Enough of me. Um, I'd like to bring back to the stage Courtney Cole. Producing for the Satellite Sisters in 2000, uh, and, or actually in 2002, so 15 years ago. And then in 2006, I reluctantly ended up leaving the show and moving to Chicago. And Woo! I was. Uh, Woo! Chicago! Cubbies! And, um, and I moved 2,000 miles away from my family and from my friends, and I was, didn't know anybody in the city. It was a very difficult time for me. And the Satellite Sisters were my life. You know, I would, I would tune into them whenever I possibly could. I was walking on Lakeshore Drive with my yellow lab, and I'd listen on the old-fashioned uh, portable radios. And I heard friendship. You know, I was transferred home. I was all, I went from being totally alone to being with Julie and Liz and Monica and Sheila and Leah. And they were my friends. And they made me laugh, and they challenged me to think. And that is the magic of the show. And I know that you all know that in a visceral way. You know, the Satellite Sisters are our friends and the best podcast on the internet. <laughs> so right now, I'd like to put your hands together for your favorite podcast hosts, Satellite Sisters!
sister. <laughs> I just like to say, and it's still true. Uh, <laughs> uh, I live in Pasadena. Yay! Yay! I'm Liz. I'm the second oldest sister, but out of the eight of us, I'm number four, and she was number five. That's why we always fight about who's actually the middle sister. I live right here in Santa Monica, California, so my tax dollars at work, people. Started doing the satellite sister thing, I am always tagged as the I don't care. 17 years later, still don't care. So happy to be with you. And I live in Dallas, Texas. Youngest sister. I live in Portland, Oregon. Anyone from Portland here? No, that's right. Uh, yeah. So happy to be here uh, in sunny Southern California, and just so happy to meet you all and see you all. Thank you for coming. Hi everyone. I'm Sheila. Yeah, and on the back it says the non. -friendly 
when we also moved to satellite and, and stations in Minnesota and South Carolina, and that's where in Portland, and a lot of you heard us on our six-day-a-week show, and that's when the budgets really increased. <laughs> <laughs> so this is a vintage set of Satellite Sisters coaster. <laughs> copywriting and uh, I think I did it. Uh, <laughs> recipe for great satellite sisters night out, three parts friends, two parts spirits, one cute white artist. Shake vigorously. <laughs> Hilarity ensues. something called forward promoting. So what you have to know about this, we learned forward promoting and Sheila and I didn't know anything about that. And we didn't know anything about how the show clock works. So what you need to know about the studio uh, is that it was on one floor, but the ladies' room, there was no ladies' room on the first floor where the, where the studio was. So you had to, in the six-minute break, run outside, take the elevator down two floors, run down this long hallway to the ladies' room. And so one day, Leanne had to do that, and she left Sheila and I there. <laughs> and she was gone such a long time. <laughs> and the conversation between Sheila and I, we kept saying, oh, I hope Leanne is you're going to have to, you're, when we go back live, you're going to have to do it. You're going to have to go on air. She's like, where is <laughs> Many of you 
remember our engineer, John Ramos, yes. talked about yes. very affectionately. So John is in the booth, and when it's time for us to go live, he does this kind of thing. And so Sheila, John pranked Sheila. This is what happened. So he went like this, and Sheila was like, oh, I was like, go ahead, say something. And Sheila, this was Sheila. Uh, we're back. <laughs> uh, we have a really big segment coming up. <laughs> Don't be Monica. <laughs> and I, this was me. Yes, we did. <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> 
tape, right? The tape. It was gonna be like we were gonna play it on the show. No one would talk to us. Okay, so I got desperate at the end, and again, I was living in Santa Monica, um, dressing quite differently back in those days. I wore a lot of pink. Um, I had some disposable income, which I disposed of. <laughs> and at that time, I had these, these mock cowboy boots. They were sort of suede. They were pretty, but they were a half boot. And I don't know why I was wearing them. And um, I was wearing my boots, and we saw Dwight Yoakam, and, who I love. And he was flanked by two supermodels. But... We, didn't we, we said, okay, we got to get him over here. Yeah. So I was literally leaning over a fence, and I yelled out, Dwight! Do you like my food? No, I said, do I have any students here? I didn't I said, I said, Dwight, do you want to kiss my boots? And he looked at me and said, no. President Bill Clinton uh, and oh, no. about his biography. So, so this crew plus this crew, and uh, this is when uh, the four sisters were here in the United States, and I was in Moscow, Russia, and we were very excited. He was out on book tour. This was his biography. Uh, we just couldn't believe that he was coming on our show. You know, any president, anything. <laughs> Forwards and backwards like five times. Lean as well. I had we, we had like prepared all these questions. We were ready to go. We were, you know, Corny was working the board, John Ramos, we we were on, you know, high alert DEFCON 5. Because we were gonna be talking to the President of the United States. And of course, because of the way his office works and everything, you know, they have he has people. He has people that come on like the president will be with you in five minutes. Then you have 30 seconds, you know, and you get this countdown, and we were so ready to go. And then he was four hours late. Oh. Four hours, because he's Bill Clinton, and he was always late. So, so we were thrilled with that, okay? And, uh, but for me, uh, I was in Moscow, Russia, so normally I would do the show 12 hours difference between Los Angeles and Moscow. So. Usually the show, if it was 8 o'clock in Los Angeles, it would be 8 p.m. in Moscow. So now we have like four hours to burn. So we finally, we get Bill, you know, we get President Clinton, you know, we get the, you know, the Secret Service has come on. And in the meantime, I, you know, I am living in Moscow, Russia, and I lived there for five years with my husband. Our apartment was bumped. I mean, I had, I had lights in my apartment. That we all know that now. We didn't believe you then. No. History <laughs> <laughs> has shown us. Yes. Yes. I think that they were clear about that. I lived in the land of spies. I mean, we had light bulbs in our apartment that never went out in five years. <laughs> in five years. I mean, uh, we did have we did have our apartment swept for bugs. They found bugs in it. So. It just, I just felt like every conversation I ever had on the radio, I knew, I knew people were listening. From time to time, our line would get dropped. I assumed it was by the Russians dropping, you know, just, you know, maybe it was a change of shift or something like that. 
just, I was just chuckling to myself, thinking, like, I wonder if Igor and, and his friend Hubble are going to enjoy listening to President, will they recognize that very famous voice of President Bill Clinton when he came on the air? Uh, but I have to say, you know, he is, one of the first things when he came on, uh, Liz introduced, you know, all, that all the sisters, he said, well, you know, Liz is here in Los Angeles with Leanne and Monica and Sheila. Were you, did we even let you be on that? Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, he said, and, and Liz said, this is my sister Julie, um, she's in uh, Moscow. And the first thing President Clinton said, he's like, ooh, it's late in Moscow. <laughs>
Oprah is not going to say hello to you before the show. She's not coming to say hi. Uh, don't promote your book. Whatever you do, let her mention it. It's not your job to mention it. And we're like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> God is also saying, Julie, whatever you do, do not stare at Oprah's diamond earrings. They are so large, they are going to pierce your eyes. <laughs> We're getting a lot of good advice like that. Yeah. So at the very last minute, when I thought, okay, we're now counting down to 10 minutes, I decided to take one last uh, visit to the ladies' room, which is right there in our green room. So I'm in the bathroom. You have on like the three layers of Spanx. So that, that takes a while. You're rolling everything. <laughs> I'm in there, and then I hear this voice. I hear this voice in our green room that is like, you know, maybe other than Bill Clinton's, one of the most famous voices you're ever going to hear in your life. And uh, at first, I believe I who screamed. I did. It was, yeah. it was Liam. <laughs> oh my god, it's Oprah! Oh my god, it's Oprah! <laughs> so no matter how much they do, just be cool. Yeah. Oprah's not coming in. <laughs> we were not cool. We were so not cool. Yeah. The, moment, the moment Liam saw Oprah go by in the hall, she started screaming. So Oprah, because she's a very nice person, but she can't ignore that. So then she turns around and she comes in and I hear this voice saying, Oh my god, it's the sisters! Oh my god, it's the
Okay. Hi, I have a comment, not a question. I've been listening to you since about 2003. I would get your emails, the sister-in-law, and when you printed the um, one around July 4th, the, the blueberry muffin. Okay. Oh, yeah. Don't make us cry more! <laughs>
prayers for work, and um, uh, a small mystery unfolds. And uh, so that's so it's at, starts in Pasadena, but it, most of the book takes place in Paris. Oh, nice. So that's what I can tell you. The title is a work in progress. Did you go to Paris for research? No, you know, I, I know, I know. Again, um, look up how much do novelists make. Yeah. <laughs> Probably more than podcasts. But yeah, just. <laughs> before. Unfortunately, every American who's ever moved there has a blog or a newsletter or stuff. You yeah. can, the internet has a lot of stuff. <laughs> so, but I'm, I'm hoping when it sells, maybe I can go and, and do it before I have to turn in a final draft. But that's kind of, my husband said, can we try to work on not losing money on your writing? <laughs> that's my new professional goal. <laughs> I actually lose money on my writing. Pretty psyched. Okay, we have another question from Facebook. This is from Debbie Alley. Julie, when did you get interested in the first lady's desk and royalty? Okay, well, uh, let's uh, do first lady's desk. It was very, a very specific moment. It was when, uh, when Arnold Schwarzenegger decided to run for governor of California, and Maria Shriver, his wife, was at the time was working for NBC News, mm -hmm. and NBC News decided that Maria Shriver could no longer be a credible. Uh, reporter, even though she had a long history, uh, she was an Emmy Award winning reporter at that point, but they said that she could no longer be a reporter because she was married to someone. So I got up a quite a head of steam, <laughs> you remember, Courtney, and I just, it was, as a spouse, uh, you know, I have always said, you know, let the spouses do whatever they want. I mean, I have been bipartisan in my support of first ladies, of first husbands, first spouses, first partners, whatever. But we, I, I think that those are very old-fashioned ideas that we just needed to speak up about. And we're always, I think, on Satellite Sisters, one of the things I'm most proud of is for the last 17 years, We've really worked hard to always promote women's roles in the world, all kinds of roles, and just being, you know, giving our unconditional support to women. And that we will, I will never stop doing. So that's my episode. Princess Diana. <laughs> I mean, it was one of our first moments when we talk about, like, when we were trying to really define what satellite sisters, you know, what it meant to be a satellite sister, one of the things we used as an early descriptor was, you know, where were you when you heard the terrible news about Princess Diana's death, and who did you call? Because that is a satellite sister. The people that, you know, that, right? Oscar or no? <laughs>
Um, just thank you. And I was going to ask some crazy question, and the only thing I can think of is thank you so much for sharing the story of how you dealt with your own was so wonderful knowing that I was not the first. There was a lot of information that I gleaned from that. If any or all of you ever wanted to write about that, I think there'd be a big audience out there. And um, other than listening to you, that's kind of been my steady state. That direction ruined. Thank you, guys. <laughs> what podcast do you guys listen to? Yeah. And you know, can I just podcasts. say one more thing about that? Like, Leah mentioned being a novelist, you know, which is sitting alone and making things up in your head. Yeah. Even doing, doing the podcast, you know, we're often alone, in a bedroom closet, and even in radio days, Monica was just in her second bedroom, and so we're, you know, the fact that we're so connected to all of you, that we can feel that connection, and when we're together, see that connection, that is what keeps us going all these years. Because other than that, you're kind of alone, just trying to make yourself laugh, and then trying to make your sister laugh, and hoping that if you can make your sister laugh, then you're out there laughing too. But we never really know for sure. <laughs> but then when we, when we do share the more serious things, what always impresses me is not only the support that you give us when we do that, but like you, Patty, you shared your own story with us over the last year, and many of you have posted on Facebook like what's going on in your family with your elderly parents or a sick partner or a child that is having an issue. So the fact that you share so much back to us also um, is a big part of why we keep doing this. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, I'm Pat. Tell us what a pod, what it takes to produce a segment from start to finish. What do you do? Liz, How could, long does it take? The could whole? you repeat? Sorry to interrupt, oh, sure. but they oh, can't hear. Yeah. Okay, so Pat's question is: What does it take to produce a podcast, particularly a podcast segment, yes. start to finish? Well, maybe you guys, do you want to talk about the Madam Secretary thing? Because it's kind of interesting. Are you answering? Sure. sure. I mean, yeah, and then everybody, people should chime in. Yeah. So, we'll talk about our segment. <laughs> <laughs> Monica and I actually have a phone call we do every week. Okay, but we'll talk about it later. Are you going to see a secret podcast? No.
to pull it together. So that's that's how it comes together. So does it record in the time? Yeah, we don't like to take because we're super lazy. So <laughs> other people like care what the thing sounds like. I see podcasters like they take out all the ums and we're so over that. Like unless it's really a big thing or we get something like factually wrong, we'll go back and go, that's just 100% wrong. And that was, but yeah, so that's it. So the editing, we record essentially like to take. So that's how we do it. Sheila Monica, did you want to talk about your preparation? <laughs> well, no, we do check in at the end of the week um, with each other. You mean now or then? I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, so when we had the show, Monica and I, well, Lab Rats, okay, Lab Rats was our segment. Um, and Monica did me, did me a solid by typing up the rundown. Yes. We had a template, and um, by the end of the week, we, you know, it was our responsibility to test whatever the broth or Swiss cheese or I don't know whatever we were testing face cream. And um, I would, I, I, I have something to say. I, I would add it to Monica's template right before the show, and but Monica was really good. Monica's really good about having an order to do this, right? <laughs> it's called preparation. <laughs> One of us had to be prepared. Because <laughs> winging it wasn't going to work. But, you know, we would have a little call about our product that week and do you have any ideas and thoughts? And we put some effort in. No, no, everybody, we took our job very seriously. Yeah. 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 Uh, it was the template. Okay, uh, Susie, you have another question? Right in the middle, pass it down. In the meanwhile, I will ask a question from Facebook. What is the best and worst thing about working in a family business? This is from Jane Jenner. I'm going to go with Liz. I wasn't expecting this. Did you ask me? Yeah, okay. I asked you this. Um, the best thing, and we've said this before, is that lots of times in a family, even when you're adults, you're frozen into the roles that you played when you were 11, and you're still that person in your siblings' eyes, and you, so you still treat each other however you treated each other when you were 11, now you're 51, and you're still doing the same thing. Because you have basically no respect for their skills, or <laughs> intelligence, or experience, or any of that. They're 11 in your mind. And so one of the things when you work together, the way we did, as closely as we did, and so much of what we did was by us and about us, and that you learn to really respect each other's skills, but also experience. And when people start to tell, you, tell stories on the radio that they might never even have told you in real life. You learn a lot about each other, but you kind of grow up in each other's eyes. And, uh, and you really learn who's good at what, and everybody's good at something that's really true. 
You know, we, I think the reason the show had the kind of flow and the mix that it did is because we have different strengths and weaknesses and we figured out a way to make that work together. But learning to respect each other as adults and get out of whatever rut you might have been when you were kids, that's definitely the best part. Well, I'd say the worst thing about <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to be truthful is, you know exactly how to push the buttons. And uh, you know exactly what's going to set them off, if you want to set them off. <laughs> how they're going to react to something. So that's just being honest. Yeah, well, that's what I would say that you know, people ask that. We are real sisters. We do have disagreements. We have we have periods where, you know, maybe we're not on speaking terms, you know, for, you know cool, cool off periods and all of that. But one thing that we uh, amazingly never have disagreed about is what the show, the concept of the show. I mean, I don't think, you know, I don't think we've ever had, a mo you know, creative differences where we, you know, we were at... We were disagreeing about what Satellite Sisters, the show, the radio show, the podcast was about. I mean, that is amazing to me that we've always been very clear about what it what it entailed, what should be in that world, and really what wasn't a, a, in the Satellite Sisters world. Okay. And we have an audience question. Is it on? Is it yes. On? Okay. I'm Mary. Um, I'm the oldest of five sisters. All right, Mary. Um, and we're, we're here with, I'm here with my mom, and oh, my nice. sister, and my second... Okay, second we love that. <laughs> yeah. So two others couldn't make it. But, um, and where do you live? Where did you come I'm in the Bay Area, Northern California, as are my sisters and my mom. Okay. Yeah, Thank and um, I started listening to the podcast years ago, and when Liam did the story about the root canals and the changes, <laughs> <laughs>
I'm going to retire to Tuscany like Diane Lane or anything. <laughs> but um, Monica and I, maybe in our senior glow, could have a show that where we road test senior products. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Forney last week, 
don't tell my sisters that I'm doing another podcast. Well, I hate So that's a workplace advice show, and we were talking about workplace behavior, and so civility, all of those Dr. Forney lessons have so stuck with me because it was a weekly segment, and he shared a lot of good ideas with us, but I, I remembered him saying that the key to civility, the definition of civility, is being strong, calm, and kind. And at the time, I remember sort of putting that in my head. That's also a great way, it's a great management style uh, if you're trying to run a department, run a business, whatever. So I always had that back in, in the back of my head. And so last week on that other podcast, I hauled out Dr. Ford. Yeah! I quoted him. We put the book on the website. So, and I was thinking, I should call him and just let him know that we should be putting him back out in circulation. But I did go, I noticed he had another book out. Uh, that I just bought from Amazon last week and have an idea. Great. Okay, we're going to have one more question coming from the audience, and in the meantime, we're going to. This is from Sue from Facebook. Does Monica still have a cat that takes shelter in her garage? Okay, this is it. <laughs> this is the cat question. We knew it was coming. <laughs> I had two cats. I don't have any cats anymore, so I have. One stray cat who lived in my garage, and that cat ran away after about three years. Then my brother gave me a beautiful cat. They were moving, and I had Cleo, who was just amazing, and now I understand people that love cats, because none of my sisters <laughs> enjoy cats, but I loved that cat. Uh, and Cleo was not only an outdoor cat, she moved inside with me, which was really something, considering my allergies. <laughs> but unfortunately, Cleo died this year in January, so I buried her in the backyard. Because my friend said that was okay. They, they told me that that was okay. So I enjoy having her back there, and now the grass is just coming in over Cleo's plot. But, um, I really enjoyed having a cat. Really enjoyed having a cat. So when I retire, a lot of things are going to happen when I retire. When I retire, I might get another cat. I feel like we should have one more question and not end on a cat question. Hi, my name is Peggy, and I've been listening since 2005. And some of the most hysterical moments were revolving around Sheila's dating life. So, how's that going? to go.
go on was a movie he had seen six times. Um, it was the Leonardo DiCaprio movie. The Bear? The Bear. The bear. The bear. Yeah, that is. Collector's item. <laughs> the audio cassette version of our original book 
was probably the most painful thing we as a team have ever done. It's the worst moment in silence. It is the worst moment. This is the worst moment in silence. It's, it's one thing to be able to talk. It's another thing to be able to read what you wrote last year. And it's just, we were, anyway. So we have a lot of extras of these. We've signed these. We don't encourage you to listen to them. No. Please don't, don't tell us. So let's take six names. Okay, six names.